the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on everybody the Algatulo craft beer cast on the air actually live coming to you from source brewing in beautiful colts neck new jersey and we have got a great show for you today that you'll get to uh rehear later on tonight at 11 o'clock because it is the finale of our home brewing contest that has been brought to you by the great folks here at source brewing as well as am 970 the answer got two great trophies here that we're going to give out uh we got some news and notes to get to and we'll get into uh talking with uh, Phil Petraka and Greg Taylor, the boys from Source Brewing. We're going to chat with them in a little bit uh, to talk about how things are going here at the brewery since the pandemic has been going on. Obviously, they've opened up their outdoor space uh, here in Colts Neck, New Jersey. You can make an appointment for that on beerbroadcast.com. You can pick your time that you want to come down here. Tables of four, six, eight, and um, you know you can get to enjoy some great beers outside, but unfortunately inside, uh, you can't do so yet until those restrictions are lifted. Now, we've got news and notes to get to, but first... How can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo. Uh, Instagram is Gatulo. I'll spell that for you. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. All you got to do is a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those two platforms, Alexa Ready as well, uh, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and we're also on the Hopped Up Network. All you got to do is head over to the Hopped Up Network, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m., and you can listen to the podcast version of this show that you can download and listen to at your leisure. As I said, Phil Petraka, Greg Taylor, uh, the boys from Source Brewing are going to join me in a little bit uh, to chat about the brewery. In our third segment, we will actually judge the two beers. We've got a Kolsch from uh, Patty's uh, Ale House and Lagers and Orso Ales, which they have entered a sour. I-, I have to tell you, the last two weeks were very tough in terms of competition. There were some great beers that didn't make it forward. Um, there were uh, some other good beers early on in the competition. And the one thing that I have to say about that, which is really cool, and I have to give full credit uh, to Mary Papuyo, our sales gal, she's the one who put the bracket together. Now, Mary is not a beer connoisseur or a beer drinker by any stretch of the imagination, but she did such a great job of putting it together because sometimes you'll put you know, the same styles together or you try to match up certain beers or whatever. Mary just did it on a purely random basis, and it really worked out. A few different styles. There were a couple of hazy IPAs that went head-to-head to one, with one another, but for the most part, the beers were different of each beer from each round that we were um, judging. So that was really cool. So let's dive into some news and notes here uh, before we have to take a break. So Budweiser has released their first non-alcoholic beer. Budweiser Zero, it's an alcohol-free lager, zero grams of sugar, only 50 calories a pop. They say the flavor is similar to classic Budweiser, and if you like classic Budweiser, then you're obviously not listening to this show. Uh, The company hopes to serve people who like the taste of beer but want a healthier alternative to the alcoholic beverage, Apparently, Dwayne Wade, the the former Miami Heat star, 
uh, is working with Budweiser to promote the beer. It, um, they put it out in some markets in March. It's now getting a full national launch. It's available in 12 packs of 12-ounce cans and 16-ounce single cans with six packs of bottles uh, due in December of 2020. So, look, the non-alcoholic um, beers are becoming uh, somewhat of a big business now. You've got Athletic Brewing Company in Stratford, Connecticut. This is a brewer that focuses strictly on non-alcoholic beers and nothing else. You have other guys coming out with very, very low alcohol types of beers. But for my money, for the ones that I have tried, uh, and I'm not talking about O'Doul's and Sharps either, uh, Estrella Galathea probably puts out the best-tasting zero-alcohol beer that I've ever had. And I had it last October... I had a chance to sit down with the guys uh, from Estrella Galathea. And in Europe, beer drinking is very common. But in Europe, there is zero tolerance uh, for alcohol. You get caught drinking and driving, you're in jail. There's no, well, we'll give you a slap on the wrist, we'll do this, we'll do that. You go to jail. So a lot of the breweries come up with these non-alcoholic beers in Europe that are very, very tasty. They taste like a beer. You know, you get all the things that you want out of a beer, but there's zero alcohol in it. So if you're really looking for a good beer, and I might try this Budweiser one, maybe just as a one-off, but if you're looking for a great non-alcoholic beer and it's available in New Jersey, it's available in New York, Estrella Galathea, it's their zero beer, trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, a beer that I will probably never taste because the concept just kind of sets my brain afire, a mustard beer. So yesterday, on Saturday, it was National Mustard Day. So French's, which is based out of New Jersey here, along with Oscar Blues down south, launched a new flavor called a must. It was a mustard beer, saying it's perfect for summer barbecues. I don't agree with that. I don't think anybody here would agree that a mustard beer is perfect for a barbecue. So apparently it's a wheat beer that is mixed with key lime, lemon, tangerine, and passion fruit. It follows a mustard ice cream that was released last year. I- I'll be perfectly honest with you. There isn't a chance in, in you-know-what that I would try or drink a mustard beer and actually think that it is tasty in some way, shape, or form. Uh, n- let's, let's dive into some other stuff here. Uh, we've got 12 New York City bars had their, license, uh, their liquor license suspended earlier in the week due to alleged social distancing violations. A lot of them were in Queens. Governor Cuomo not happy about what he is seeing in the news uh, of people gathering at places. He has already said, you know, the, the, the point of going to the bar or restaurant was to buy food, get a drink, take the drink to go, and that is allowed right now temporarily. You can buy, uh, you can buy beer and stuff to go, but it was not to sit there and keep drinking it uh, over and over, unless you're eating a meal. Now, in New Jersey, it seems to have worked for the most part. Restaurants are open. Restaurants are serving alcohol. My wife and I go to our local place, Paragon Tap and Table, at least once a week, and there's never an issue. It's not people congregating and hanging out and uh, carrying on. Yeah, are there people at tables with friends uh, that, are, that are drinking and eating? Yes, but not to the extent that we're seeing in New York City. And to be honest with you, it is not a surprise to me that we're starting to see the infection rate again go up uh, in New York City in some of these areas. Uh, the governor says that upstate there, uh, there's a, a bigger crackdown and we're not seeing it as much. And in New York City, uh, this is less so. Uh, maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. Um, but again, I think if we all kind of follow the rules a little bit here, I think we can get through this. Now, the infection rate in New Jersey is going up. We're seeing it's above one, and that's a problem because if it's above one, that means for every one person that gets it, he or she could pass it on to at least one other person or maybe more. We've got to get that number down below one in order to keep things moving. And in fact, in, in New Jersey, at the Captain's Inn, which is a bar in Forked River, New Jersey, I've been there. 
Uh, apparently, they had to shut down last week because one of their workers tested positive for coronavirus. For those of you who've never been to Forked River, it's a it's a cute little uh, bar outside of a, uh, the neighboring restaurant that that serves the food. You can pull up with your boat on a dock. You can have drinks. But again, you have people, and there was a video clip showing people not social distancing, not wearing masks at at you know while they were walking around or whatever. And that's what you're supposed to do, folks. If you follow the rules. We're going to get through this. It's pretty simple. Now, talk about following the rules, which will lead to my final thoughts here uh, before we go to a break. Uh, And we're here broadcasting live from Source Brewing right here in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Of course, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, Head to beerbroadcast.com. On Fridays, you can purchase uh, the beers that they put out. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit more with the guys in just a minute because they're doing such a great job with getting their beers out there canned you know canned and ready for sale on Fridays and getting them sold in a very quick fashion. So Stone Brewing has responded to Sandstone Brewing uh, who we had Derek Kasky on the program last week and I won't get into too much of it because it's a lengthy blog uh, that Greg Cook had posted. We posted it on our Facebook page. Uh, you can go check it out there. Um, and b- basically Greg was very upset about the whole thing. No surprise. He feels that he is being attacked. And in some ways, uh, I I think they have been attacked a little bit maliciously. Apparently, one of their employees was subject to a lot of harassment, phone calls, emails at all hours of the day or night. That's not cool. You want to be, you know, you want to be against Stone. You want to be against what's going on here. You can do it in a way that's respectful and, and maybe makes an impact. But to harass an employee at home by phone calls and emails, totally not cool. So um, Greg Cook is saying that until uh, you know he saw some of the stuff uh, you know online about a week or so ago, he had never heard of stand- Sandstone Brewing. Um, he says, when such an issue comes up, you might be surprised at how often it does. Lawyers that handle our trademark stuff routinely communicate back to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, which is the USPTO. Uh, that we're the owners of the trademark and that we object to the registration of other marks that are confusingly similar. So they have been doing this for a long time. Anybody that has somewhere of stone in their name, they go, they, you know, say, listen, this is our trademark. You can't use it. So um, they, what Greg is saying, and again, you can read the post on our Facebook page. You can read it in its entirety. Uh, Greg Cook says, we did not sue local pioneers in any court, which is local pioneers as their parent company uh, for Sawstone Brewing. He says, we did not send them a cease and desist letter. We did not make any threats, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. He says, we did try to, the bare minimum to protect our name and attempt to resolve the issue politely. Derek Kasky had confirmed to me last week that no cease and desist letter had been sent uh, by Stone's lawyers. Uh, there is a lengthy list of you know, documentation of what they did starting on May 22nd, June 18th, uh, in July, to get Sawstone to stop using the name or at least uh, you know, come up with a plan to go through, you know, to kind of amicably resolve this. Um, And so in the end, uh, this is something that's going to be decided, as Greg has said, and I I do believe that this is going to happen. He says, ultimately, the USPTO will decide whether local pioneers' chosen name is too similar to ours. That's what it does every day in thousands of similar trademark disputes. Look, for those that have um, donated to their GoFundMe campaign, that's great. Uh, to Sawstone's uh, GoFundMe campaign. Um, They need money for a lawyer to fight this in an amicable way. And do I think at the end of the day, the Brewers and Stone should get together and kind of resolve this where it's out of the press? Absolutely, because at the end end of the day, it's about making beer. I don't think Sawstone is a threat to Stone Brewing. These are guys at a three-barrel company, as I said last week, that are just trying to make beer and support themselves. 
Stone is a big brewmaker that is making beer to sell all over the country. Sawstone may eventually decide that they want to branch out beyond Kentucky. I think that's their right. I don't think that Sawstone's name really is anywhere near. Sawstone is based on the stone that was built in the building in Kentucky. That's it. Um, the, and, and, of course, Greg says here in his uh, blog statement, he says, on uh, we sent one cease and desist letter since January of 2019. Those are the facts. But, again, this is going to be disputed by both Sawstone and Stone uh, in the weeks and months to come. And when we have an update on that, uh, we will let you know. When we come back after a short break, Phil Petraka, Greg Taylor, uh, will join me at the table here. We'll chat about some beer. We'll chat about the brewery. And we'll chat about what's going to come up at the home brewing competition here. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 970, the Answer. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I can't make heads or tails of elder law or estate care, and i got to tell you, Mike Connors does. That's why I want you to get your questions asked from him every Thursday on my show, Kevin McCullough Radio. Just email your question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call 718-238-6500. Then listen to Mike's show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570, The Mission, and FM 102.3, and Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health. There are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com.
back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, we're coming to you live from Source Brewing right here on, in Coltsneck, New Jersey, right off of Route 34. Listen, if you know where Delicious Orchards is, just take a, a stroll maybe less than half a block down, and you will see Source Brewing. Now, if you want to come here and try the great beers that are here, they do have outdoor uh, seating, but they ask you to go to beerbroadcast.com and make a reservation. It's pretty simple. Uh, you sign up for free. You go right in. You have two different times that you can click. Uh, party of four, party of two, party of six, party of eight, whatever, and you get down here and taste some fantastic beers. But let me bring in uh, the the two architects of this uh, this beautiful brewery that's here in a farmhouse that is well over 200 years old, and we've interviewed them before. And uh, great guys, Phil Petraka, Greg Taylor, guys, thanks for joining me today. Very much appreciate it. Oh, pleasure, Al. Welcome to the source. Looking forward to it. All right, all right. So listen, uh, first off, uh, this was my last question, but I'm going to jump it and be the first question. Played a little uh, uh, audio slave there. When are we making a beer to pay tribute to, to Chris Cornell? Yeah. Come on. If you've ever been to the brewery, you know that when Chris Cornell's playing, I'm here. So, right. right. Exactly. Uh, definitely, definitely. It's um, when it comes to, it never thought what we're going to brew, uh, it's what we're going to brew next. Right. We have a pretty amazing pipeline, and that artist tribute series is something we're having a, a real blast with. Yeah, and it's been great. I mean, the last one that just came out was the Bob Morley beer. You guys did a beer on the Beatles. Uh, you did a beer on uh, the, the Beastie Boys. Uh, there is another one that is uh, coming in the pipeline, but we're not going to mention who that is yet, right? I mean, yeah, I'm not going to mention who it is, but right. it is imminent. Stay imminent. tuned for this Friday. All right. That sounds good. So that's a good hint if you're listening. Get ready for this Friday because uh, something's coming out here. So now, when we last spoke uh, a few months back, um, you know, obviously you guys had to shift to an all-can model because, uh, you know, bars and restaurants have been closed. Couldn't get your beer out there. How have things been going uh, in the last couple of months? You know, um, we are a destination brewery. 99% of our revenue is derived from people coming to drink in our tap room. Right. So when we were shut down in March, it was, uh, it was pretty scary. Some sleepless nights for sure. Um, and we started shifting immediately to packaged goods. And the community has been absolutely amazing. They kept us in business. Um, and, you know, we're continuing to can uh, as much as we can every week and releasing beers on Friday. And it's absolutely a joy to be able to welcome people back at the source now and have them drink on premise. Right. And, you know, obviously, you guys are a smaller uh, brewery. You don't have the production space, let's say, of a Bolero Snort that has a much larger capacity uh, to brew beer or a carton or a cane. So you're limited in the amount of beer that you can produce every week. So people have, you know, obviously people have gotten upset. You guys have used beerbroadcast.com to get your, your beer sales out. And people have gotten upset that, you know, two minutes into a Friday, they're getting knocked out because the beer is sold out. But that, in, in a lot of ways, that's a great thing because you guys are selling your beer out. But it, also, in another way, you want to be able to reach out to more people to try your beer, to get, that, to get that beer out there. So having the outdoor space is a huge help for you guys, right? Oh, yeah. We love the, uh, the idea of having people come here and drink at the source. Right. And the outdoor um, area is all landscaped now. We've got our umbrellas up and some outdoor furniture. So it's a great place to social distance and, and have a beer where it's intended to be had. I saw that because you guys were – you had ordered the umbrellas. God, it had to be six weeks ago. I know back, Kerry in, ordered, back in April. Right, right. And it was just a backlog because so many people were ordering umbrellas and tables and things to do uh, these outdoor dining things. So that's great that, that it's there. And, again, beerbroadcast.com. You make yourself a reservation, and you can come down here and enjoy some beers outside. Or you Listen, Friday mornings, get on there at 9 o'clock, take that shot, 
trust me, at some point you're going to get a beer. Now let's talk. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, there's one other thing I want to mention because uh, we received a tremendous support from retail accounts all throughout the state. And every third Friday of each month, we do a drop to accounts. These are bars. These are restaurants. These are mom and pop liquor stores from right. as far down as Atlantic City, as far north as Pump Lakes. And uh, we really are grateful. And as you mentioned, we could probably sell all the beer out here, but we wanted to be able to make our beer more accessible. And we thank those people for supporting us. And to me, you know, this whole myth that breweries and bars and restaurants can't coexist is a myth because we've done so. We band together through the pandemic. And I hope coming out of the other side of here, we can get some sensible legislation to expand those partnerships. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's hand in hand. If everybody works together, all of you can get a piece of the pie. Is it the, the piece of the pie that, you, that you're looking for at this moment? No, of course not, but it's something. And if it keeps the bills paid and keeps the lights on, then it keeps things moving. And eventually we're going to get through this, and whatever that quote-unquote new normal is, we'll, we'll get to. Now, this week's beer release uh, was a trolling beer. Uh, a West Coast-style IPA uh, called West Coast Troll. Now, you guys brewed this to help out Sandstone Brewery, correct? Yeah, you know, we are not taking a a solid position. You know, when Stone last year uh, came out publicly and uh, and they sued uh, Miller Coors or Keystone, we were fully behind them because what Keystone did was definitely trying to cause confusion in the marketplace. Right, and I'm cracking the beer now because we're all going to take a sip. And, you know, over the last couple decades, we grew up drinking Stone Brewery. We got a lot of respect for Stone and, um, you know, what they're doing over there. But unfortunately, um, a, a brand that has been uh, an advocate of the small guy and fighting against big beer, we just think they could have handled this one in a better way. Um, you know, we're all brewers. We're in the craft beer community. And it's amazing what a phone call from an owner to an owner can do. Mm-hmm. And um, not, you know, um, not that we think that they shouldn't defend their intellectual property, their copyrights or trademarks. But no one's confusing Stone with Sandstone Brewing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I said that on the show last week, and I'll say it again this week. If you're going to buy, I mean, and I, I saw the list of trademarks that they go after, and some of them, I mean, it was a nail place, uh, a stone manufacturer, a pizza parlor. I, I get it. They need to do those things to do their due diligence. But some of those things, you're not walking into a nail salon. You know what? I'd like to get my tips done, and I'll, I'll take a, a, an, a, you know, an arrogant bastard. You know, <laughs> while I'm waiting, it, it's not going to happen. So I get that part of it. But um, so this beer, West Coast style IPA, is this the first West Coast IPA you guys have done, Greg? It is. Yeah, we're excited about it. We've been always wanting to queue one up. And like Phil said, it's not what to brew. It's when do we squeeze it in there. Right. So this one we were able to squeeze in there. And that um, sounds good. So cheers. let's take a sip of this. Cheers. cheers. Oh, yeah. Something about it, real refreshing about yep. getting back to some of these West Coast styles. And it's, you know what? It's, I, it's, you got that piney, that piney dankness to it, but it's not super bitter. I had um, the folks from Stone actually sent me their West Coast collab that they did with Ale Smith and a bunch of others to help San Diego brewers. And I had that last night, and it had that very dank, piney, that kind of old school, you know, what people are like, oh, this is too bitter. No, that's what you want. With a West Coast IPA. Well, this is nice. The premise behind this at Beer Al was uh, don't be bitter. Don't be an arrogant bastard. Let's, let's resolve things well in the community. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we all can do that. And you know what? I think in the end, when, when this is all said and done, I think these guys are going to be able to uh, have an amicable solution to it, have a beer together. And who knows? Maybe they'll collaborate and do a beer together. That would be the ultimate you know, kind of, hey, let's let bygones be bygones. And- yeah, it's amazing. I mean, um, you know, I've been part of some some big startup companies, um, mm-hmm. and I understand the tactics. And, um, you know, 
even if Sawstone had a rebrand, right? Right. It would cost them, even on a small three-barrel system, new glassware, new shirts, new hats. I a lot mean, of money. You lose your identity. It's a lot of money. Um, and even to defend yourself um, costs a lot of money. Right. And I think, you know, if you're a big brand and, and your brand values has been fighting against a big guy and supporting the little guys, a different approach right. uh, is, is all we ask um, within the community because we are one big family at the end of the day. Absolutely. And so let's, uh, while we have a minute here before we get to break, let's chat uh, briefly because the reason why we're here is the home brewing competition. We're going to get to that in our next break. We got Patrick Smith with Patty's House Ales and Lagers going up against Orso Ales and Mike Randisi. But we've had a couple of beers here in this competition that just didn't make the cut to move on to the next round, but were really good. Mine, the one that sticks out to me more than anything, is Katrina Edwards' beer, um, the only female in the competition. And by the way, next year, we want more females involved in the competition. That'd be a lot of fun. But she made a peach Berliner Weiss that just was so reminiscent so of good. a candy store. You know, that kind of that, that, the, the peach rings that you would get in a candy store was delicious. Uh, Greg, was there uh, one in particular that popped out at you that you would have loved to have seen move to the next round? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of talented brewers in this bracket here. And... Um, the randomization was definitely true because there were some, some tough ones early on, right. as you alluded to. But uh, one that also stood out to me was from uh, Thomas Hample. He had a big pastry stout mm -hmm. with um, some coffee, some vanilla, um, a lot of things. Really, really good flavor, really good mouthfeel and all that. And, and that was tough. Um, I, I remember when we talked about that one, it had that thick, oily kind of, it just, it was reminiscent of, of uh, a Goose Island kind of barrel-aged uh, type of beer. Phil, for you? Yeah, I mean, I was really blown away about the, the quality of the beers. Um, and, you know, the ones that really stood out, Katrina Edwards, uh, you know, I really, really liked her beer. Uh, Thomas Hample had a really, really great um, stout that he had uh, had in here. Um, and I like some of the more styles that we haven't saw in a while. Right. Yeah, you know, there were some delicious ones, a lot of creativity. Yep, we had a baklava. Uh, baklava is that the one was that really pops good. to mind. That yep. was delicious. Mm -hmm. um, and all the adjuncts came through nicely in there. Right. And, uh, you know, and I think, you know, one side of the bracket was certainly stacked, I think. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, by no means it was random, so it wasn't like we were putting one side to the other. But there were definitely a lot of beers as we were getting closer to these final two that it was tough decisions where we were like, oh, my, you know, if, if this one was in the other bracket, he probably would have moved on. Who knows? So um, great competition. Love the fact that so many people uh, entered. We definitely want more women next year. And, uh, guys, I can't thank you enough for having uh, us here uh, for the beers. And I love the fact that uh, we're doing this to support a lot of these local people that are just trying to, you know, hey, I love what I do. And, you know, it's a passion for them. It's great. And that's where you guys are supporting that, which is, which is fantastic. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, we are actually going to judge the final two beers in our competition. We've got Patrick Smith. We've got Mike Randisi. It's Orso Ales against Patty's, uh, Patty's House and Ale, uh, Ales and Lagers uh, right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, live from Source Brewing right here in Colts Neck, New Jersey on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. 77 degrees. It is mostly cloudy, rainy. What's going on? We have the answer. There have been more shootings so far this year in New York City than in all of 2019. Police recorded 776 shooting incidents last year. That number was topped Saturday night when a 24-year-old man walked into Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx bleeding, raising this year's total to 777. 
There's been at least one additional shooting early this morning. Two people injured following a fire inside a Manhattan apartment building early today. The fire department says the two-alarm blaze broke out about 2.15 a.m. on the second floor of a six-story building on Broadway near West 140th Street in Hamilton Heights. More than 100 firefighters responded to the scene, got the blaze under control. About an hour later, the two injured victims were taken to the hospital and word on the extent of their injuries. At PSCG, Long Island among the utility crews in the area preparing for a tropical storm when it moves up the East Coast, extra crews are standing by. In the event of power outages, they'll work 16-hour shifts to get the lights back on if necessary. Also, other utility companies uh, from around the state, along with outside contractors, are prepared to help out. We have a little bit of a rough go as you travel, uh, travel on the Jackie Robinson Parkway westbound into Forest Park Drive. There's a disabled vehicle. The right lane is blocked. Now the GW Bridge coming off the bridge onto the New Jersey side. The 8095 Express Lane southbound into exit 69. There's a crash. The left lane is blocked, so stick with the local lanes instead. Weather forecast, considerable cloudiness today. Scattered showers and thunderstorms, high 85 to 90 tonight. Mostly cloudy, muggy, a few more showers or thunderstorms, low 75 to 80. Tomorrow, partly sunny and humid with a shower or thunderstorm possible, high near 90 degrees. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, showers, and on Tuesday, raining and turning breezy, highs near 80 degrees. Currently 77 degrees. You now know what's going on. I'm Janelle Crispin on AM 970, The Answer. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Uncle Tom was amazing, simply brilliant. Uncle Tom's the finest, most thought-provoking documentary I've ever seen. Oh my God, what an amazing movie. Every American needs to watch your film. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, or center. It's a great movie. It's just absolutely wonderful. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. I am blown away breathtaking. I sat here with tears rolling down my face through most of this movie. Thank you so very, very much for doing this. Uncle Tom is one of the most important documentaries of our time. I highly recommend everyone get it. I wish I could figure out a way to get everybody to watch it. Purchase now at UncleTom.com. Use promo code WNYM for 20% off. I think that you may save America with this movie. UncleTom.com Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. Theanswer.com. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Little Joe Bonamassa. If you have not seen this cat, I encourage you, as we're here back on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and we're coming to you. From Source Brewing right here in beautiful Coltsneck, New Jersey, we are about to judge the final two beers in our home brewing competition. We've got a Kolsch and a Sour that is going up against one another. Patrick Smith's Patty's uh, House Ales and Lagers. Uh, Kolsch going up against Mike Grandisi's Orso Ales Sour. And if you have not heard Joe Bonamassa, I implore you to go and see this guy. And very briefly, in about 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you, I saw this cat over, oh my God, I'm really dating myself now. In 1990, I was in Wildwood, New Jersey, and this cat was playing with a group of guys. Uh, Sammy Hagar's son, Aaron Hagar, was the lead singer. They had all these guys from different bands, and this kid was 16 or 15 years old, just tearing it up on the stage. And I remember there were five people in the club, two of them were my friends, and we said, this guy is going to be a star. Lo and behold, he is playing everywhere, Royal Albert Hall. He's played the Beacon. He's played, uh, you know, Carnegie Hall. He's played it everywhere. If you want to see a guy who can shred the blues guitar, Joe Bonamassa is the guy. Now, 
We were about to uh, get started here. We're going to do our pour. So Jeremy is here. Jeremy Watts is the assistant brewer here at Source. Jeremy, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, we are going to be pouring here. This is uh, Patty's uh, Kolsch that we're going to be putting in glasses right now as we're going around the horn. I'm going to just pull that out of the way, make it easier for you to, to pour away. Beautiful color. Yeah. Great clarity. Good stuff. And then we're going to have Mike's beer, which is the sour. Uh, we will pour that into the glasses. Now, Mike's beer, for those of you who are uh, going to be watching or looking at photographs later, yes, it's going to pour out pink. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's got a real sexy color to it. Yeah, the color is sharp. Yeah. Uh, it's not muddied. Uh, beautiful. It was a great job on yep. both these beers and the clarity and appearance. Yep. And, you know, before, before we get into tasting them, doing a Kolsch beer very very difficult beer to, to to pull off because it's it's an exact you have to have it right on the money otherwise you're going to get the flaws you'll taste the flaws immediately in it when you try it right yeah absolutely it's a very unique style that um isn't super common and you essentially get lager like characteristics using a, an ale strain that comes out of germany that is it can ferment a little bit cooler and because of that you get um very clean finished beer but it's critical with temperature and um processes that happen after the brew so it's a very tough style to execute and it also uh there's nowhere to hide for any sort of off flavor it's right. very and, delicate and balanced and in terms of a sour ale what are you guys looking for when you get a sour ale uh to taste what what is the What's the thing that throws you off on a sour that doesn't that just doesn't come out right, Jeremy? Uh, for me personally, it's the acidity. Um, I find if it's too acidic, um, you you know it kind of like ruins your palate a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I like just the right amount of tartness in a sour, um, especially a fruited sour too, because you're going to deal with some fruit, uh, some sweetness from the fruit, and so on and so forth. So, but there's also acid in the fruit as well, depending exactly. on what type of yeah. fruit that you mm -hmm. use. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, and. I, I'm going to throw the question out there before we before we start here. Do you guys, when you're, do you have a pre like sours are an acquired taste? Because when I first started drinking craft beer, I didn't like sours at all. And then uh, I had gotten cancer a couple of years ago, and afterwards I felt like my taste buds changed because I, the the next time I drank a sour, I was enjoying it. So I'm wondering if that's you know I don't we don't have a scientific answer for it, but. I'm wondering when you're drinking a sour, it is an acquired taste. Like Phil, you're not a, you're not the biggest fan of sours in the world, right? I mean, it's not it's not your yeah. go to. It wasn't for it wasn't for a long time. Um, I do believe in any beer style, and the one thing we try and do here is to to keep it fresh and rotating mm. and prime bring style. You got to give something an, an opportunity um, at least four, five, six times before you can really determine I don't like this or I do like this. And you know, the first sours I had weren't very good, mm -hmm. so my my perception was skewed. And then through my craft beer journey, I got to taste some amazing sours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the type of sours um, you know that that we want to produce and we want to emulate. We've been working on now for over a year. Um, but there's been some excellent examples in, yep. in this competition. It's, it's the same thing with IPAs. You know, the, those who don't like a, an IPA, why don't they like an, a traditional IPA? Because it's bitter. Mm. It's, it's weird on the tongue. You, you just not, you're not used to that. But after a while, as you start drinking them, you go, all right, I can get used to this. I think the, profile, the, the fact that hazy IPAs have jumped out and have been such a big commercial success for a lot of brewers... Sometimes I go, you know, go back to the beginning and try what the style was originally supposed to be, not what it is now. You, you'll find mm -hmm. that there's a big difference to that. So uh, I think you're right. I think you, somebody said to me once, 
you have to try something at least 14 or 15 times before you know whether you really like it or you really don't. I think that's, you know, that's important. You've got to keep trying things to, to, to get used to it. All right, so we've got a couple minutes left here in the segment. Let's get into, uh, into the beers. Let's, uh, since we poured Patty's first, let's go with Patty's Coles first. We'll all take a, uh, a sniff and a sip here. Now, what's great about, to me at least, I, I, you do get that like lager type of flavor out of it when you're sniffing it. The color is great. And it's got a nice effervescence on the back end. It's not too, it's not too harsh. It doesn't really you know, strike me as uh, jumping out at you, right? Nice and dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed the CO2. And, um, but it's not thin and with a clipped finish. There's a nice malty roundness. You can mm-hmm. actually smell the malt character, which is delicate in a light-colored beer like this. But the balance is there. Definitely the balance is there. And... Um, yeah, that's it's got a nice on the back end of the tongue. You get that kind of yeast, kind of bre- almost a, like a bready flavor, but not yeah. not too bready, much. Bready, grainy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's nice. It's a really Gentle really bitterness. clean beer. Mm-hmm. Very clean beer. Uh, absence of any flaws uh, that I can pick up. Right. Which um, let me tell you, brewing on the homebrew side, we brewed on the homebrew side quite a amount of time, and uh, sometimes you get some limitations and restrictions from brewing the beer to packaging the beer. Um, this is an ec- excellent example of the style. Okay. So now we're going to move on uh, as we've uh, cleansed our palates a little bit there with a little water. Uh, we're moving on to Orso Ales, Mike Randisi's Sour. And let's, uh, you know, again, um, Patty's beer here, he made with uh, Mecca-grade Estate of Venora Malt and Hersbrook Spat Hops. And now Mike Randisi's beer, which he calls The Secret Parking Lot, this is a sour ale refermented on blackberries and pink guava, and it's just a shade under 6%. We're smelling the beer right now. You get that burst of guava mm-hmm. right off of the nose. I have, to, I have to say, this is just my personal opinion. I'm no expert. I'm just a drinker of beer, and I'm looking down at my belly as I say that. Um, <laughs> Every time I drink this beer, it just brings me back to a memory of the beach. That's, that's the, the one thing that I get immediately is I'm sitting on the beach. I'm having a beer. The waves are crashing. I kind of get that. It's a nice summer day. It's just... Just it, hard enough. Just refreshing. hard enough. Refreshing. You get the guava. The blackberry is there. And the color... I've said this before. This is a sexy beer. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the acidity is perfectly balanced. It's not too lactic. It's not too acetic. It's mm-hmm. like it's yeah, there's no burn. There's yeah. just it's kind of and it smooths out, which is for for sour is interesting. You would expect to have that little bit more of that extra kind of sourness, and it's just it's just right without being you know. It makes you want to go in for another sip. Right. As mm-hmm. soon as you put that that glass down, and I can tell you throughout this competition, every time this beer has come up. It's been empty in my glass. Yep, I see that. I finish this beer every time I pick it up. It is <laughs> exceptional. Yeah, it's it's really good. So we have a decision to make, uh, and we've been going through this for the last couple of Tuesdays where we put this together. We have Patty's Kolsch. We have uh, Orso Ale's Mike Randisi's Sour Ale. Um, guys, we'll go around the horn. Uh, Phil, we'll, I, I think I know where Phil's answer is because I see the empty glass. So... Um, Phil, you're going to go with Mike's uh, beer? 
Yeah, they're, they're both empty on this round. Um, yeah. Both exceptional beers, real close. Um, but I, there's a level of, uh, I would call it maturity in Mike Randisi's beer. Um, I haven't spoken to him in detail about this beer, but I got a feeling he's brewed this and honed this beer in over a period of time because it is amazing. Yeah. Jeremy? I'm going to have to go with Mike myself. Okay. It's It's got everything that I love in a nice fruited sour beer. It's like from start to finish it's great greg yeah all right, so this is the, this is the, i know you're, you're he's been you've been on the fence on this i know back and forth for the last week or so of what you know moving on so go ahead come on let's hear it both very drinkable beers both ones that i wouldn't mind having stocked in the fridge mm-hmm. preface with that but uh i think i'm gonna go ahead and do pat's beer with the kolsch um traditional style not very common well executed and i really enjoy it all right so pat's pat's kolsch we've got two for the uh for the sour pat's kolsch one vote and i guess mine is going to be either the tie or the uh the go ahead and no, uh no pressure on no it. no pressure on of course of course <laughs> that's the way i like it so i have to say both of these beers excellent uh the kolsch is fantastic it's very rare uh, to find a Kolsch that's done homebrew that is so spot on the way this is. Uh, but I'm going to go with Mike Sour because that is a beer that I love, and I would drink that over and over again. So Mike Randisi uh, is the winner. Uh, Orso Ales uh, for that. Now, we're going to hold on. We're going to hold Mike for a second because we have to take a break, and we're going to talk to Mike coming up in the break here. Uh, Phil, you sit in. We'll, uh, we'll have a little discussion as to what's going to go on here. Patty, you did a great job with this Kolsch. No joke. I mean, like, spot on. It's fantastic. We love it. Uh, but Mike is the winner here. And Phil, go ahead. You know, we love these beers so much. Um, you know, so, you know, Mike, you won. Congratulations. We're going to brew your beer. We're going to take you through the whole process. We're going we're gonna to definitely can that beer or bottle it. Um, <laughs> but I got to be honest, I'm such a fan of, of what um, Patrick has done. We're going to brew that beer too, man. We're gonna All right. It. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we'll talk about that and how we're going to do that and all that other stuff uh, coming up in just a second right here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. We are live from Source Brewing here in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Come back. We're going to talk with Mike Randisi uh, and talk about the beer and how we're going to can it and the whole good thing right here on AM 970, The Answer. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is tired of the disrespect. If you wish in a, your sport, if you want to kneel as our national anthem plays... And our flag is hoisted. Guess what? What if we banned you for life from representing our nation at the Olympics? America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer. It's hard to know who to trust when selling your home. If you're retiring or looking to sell your home, Calamine and Company Real Estate is the best agency for you. They only represent sellers, putting sellers' needs above everything else. Lewis Calamine and his team take a client-focused, old-school approach to real estate. Whatever needs to be done to get the deal closed quickly and for top dollar, Calamine and Company Real Estate are there for you. They also specialize in selling estate-owned properties and regularly are hired by executors. 
administrators, attorneys, even the surrogates court. And perhaps most impressive about them is their 100% success rate. Calamine and Company is the best broker a seller can hire, especially when selling estate-owned properties. Offices in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. 718-998-1100. 718-998-1100. Or go to calamine.com. Clients come first at Calamine and Company Real Estate. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I can't make heads or tails of elder law or estate care. And I got to tell you, Mike Connors does. That's why I want you to get your questions asked from him every Thursday on my show, Kevin McCullough Radio. Just email your question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call 718-238-6500. Then listen to Mike's show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570, The Mission and FM 102.3. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. All right, who doesn't like a good polka? I do. Jimmy Stir and his all-star polka band. What is this, uh, beer and ice cubes or ice cubes and beer? This guy's been on the Piscopo Show, and I love, I love a good polka. And I love the fact that when he's doing a polka... Half of the time, it's about drinking beer and having a good time. So we're back here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And we are coming to you from Source Brewing here in Colts Neck, New Jersey. We have just crowned our winner, uh, the first annual uh, homebrew uh, competition brought to you by Source Brewing. Of course, portions of the program are brought to you by Source. And, of course, AM 970, The Answer. So Mike Randisi from Orso Ales and his sour ale, which he calls the secret parking lot, a sour ale re-fermented on blackberries and pink guava uh, is here, Mike? How are you? And congratulations! Thank you very much. You're welcome. Just come a little bit closer around to that, or you can grab it if you want. You can just take it right, right off of there. Perfect. Um, so, Mike, when you were putting this beer together, um, you know that Source has done lots of hazy IPAs. They've done. They've had a lot of success in doing a bunch of different beers. Why did you choose a sour as opposed to something that that Source has been familiar with in brewing for a while? Um, to be perfectly honest, me and my wife love sours, so we've been recently just, I've been trying different sours, trying to get how that works. Um, it's just a risk. Knowing that they haven't brewed before, knowing it's a possible risk in the, in the brewery, uh, just kind of winged it. I love that. So you took a gamble. <laughs> you said, that's it. I'm going to roll the dice. That's, that's awesome. So, uh, Phil, let's talk about um, what Mike has done as, as the winner. Now, he gets his beer brewed here at Source. It will be canned. And it will be distributed uh, to the general public. Yeah, so um, you know now's where the, the the hard work will begin, right? So taking a homebrew recipe, uh, working with Greg and the brewing team, and scaling that recipe up. Uh, we're going to do a full double batch. So we're going to do like probably going to do a twenty barrel batch of this. Um, we'll work through that process. Uh, Mike will join us, and he'll learn how to brew on our system. Every brewing system is very unique. Um, and then we'll take him through the cellaring, the packaging. He'll work with me on the branding, marketing. We'll design the artwork and label. Um, I'm really interested. What, what's the meaning behind the name? Uh, the meaning behind the name is kind of a... Uh... It's kind of secret. Maybe we're going Hence to the secret parking lot over a few drinks. <laughs> it's not the secret parking lot at PNC Bank Art Center, is it? The friends will, my friends will kill me if I say anything. <laughs> All right, smart to secrecy. I like that. So, right Mike, on. I, I can appreciate that. When, when, Mike, when you normally brew uh, on your, you know, your home brewing batch, you're brewing obviously in your garage, your backyard, your house, basement. Right? Okay, basement. 
Um, how much are you normally brewing of a particular beer? Uh, five gallons. Five gallons. So, obviously, this is going to be a way bigger step up for you to modify the recipe to get it into that, uh, that larger capacity that you guys can, uh, you know, can produce and, and put out for sales. How excited are you, though, to pretty- have your beer you know, tasted by thousands of people here in the state of New Jersey and, and you know, beyond? Uh, pretty excited to step back, especially since my friends have been kind of edging me on for the longest time. Right. Um, so uh, they've given me a lot of confidence to go forward with everything. So then that begs the next question. Why, how did you get into home brewing? I know you're a lover of beer, obviously, otherwise you wouldn't be here. But <laughs> what, was the, what was the impetus of, do, of making your own beer? Boredom. Probably really? Boredom. Okay. I keep taking on projects. It's fun. <laughs> so you don't, mi- you don't mind, uh, you know, it's, I, I know that uh, you and Patty were talking, uh, you know, before about it's a labor of love and it's expensive and you, you have to put all of these, you know, different ingredients into it and it's a time-consuming process. Obviously, you work, uh, you know, a, a nine-to-five job and, you know, and you just had a, you just had a baby, what, uh, two months ago? Yeah. So uh, where are you finding all the time for this? Uh-huh. I have no idea. I mean, this was brewed three days after he was born. So wow, wow. And so this was not, you know, a, a beer in tribute to him, right? That's not uh, the secret parking lot, is no, it? No, that's not the secret parking lot. <laughs> Just want to make good sure. reference, though. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm trying here. Um, so Greg, for you um, to to bring this beer up to source of standards to get it produced, uh, what's it going to take to get to get things moving? You know, in terms of upscaling the beer. Oh, it's definitely doable. We'll definitely be sitting down and having some chats and uh, finding the right suppliers for our raw mm-hmm. ingredients. But um, I'm excited. We haven't done a kettle sour yet. We've talked about it. Um, I think there's a big group of people out there who would love to drink a kettle sour here, especially outside in our in our uh, rooftop in the beer garden and everything. Sure. It's, it's going to go that nice. Uh, we're coming to you live from uh, Source Brewing here in Colts Neck, New Jersey. We just crowned Mike Randisi of Orso Wales the uh, first annual uh, homebrew winner in our competition here uh, on, a- on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, I, I want to bring in Patty for a second because uh, pa- Patrick Smith from Patty's uh, House Ale and Lagers, his beer was the runner-up. But as we just mentioned in the previous segment, uh, Phil, you guys are going to brew uh, Patty's beer. Uh, but we're going to do this a little differently. Obviously, it's not going to be canned. Let's, uh, let's just walk through Patty through uh, what we're going to do here. Yeah, I mean, uh, delicious. Uh, I think he did the style justice, uh, especially on the homebrew side, to be able to get that clear uh, and clean of the beer uh, with very little to no imperfections is is definitely, definitely something you should be proud of. And it's something that I think, um, you know, our, our followers in our community um, would probably love to taste both beers side to side and, and understand how we came to the winner. Um, and I think it would be great to be able to, to brew that with us here at The Source. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, let me ask both of you, Mike. I'm going to ask you first and Patrick second. Um, when you're coming up with the ingredients for these beers, are you using locally sourced ingredients for the most part, or is it stuff that you have to go out and find uh, elsewhere? Uh, it's hit or miss, depending on the recipe. Okay. And, and Pat? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of home brewers will make a kitchen sink beer and throw in whatever they have hanging around, but I have a big problem with that. I do mm-hmm. like to search out the exact ingredients for my beer. Okay, and and obviously, um, we've seen what was it? Was there a home brewing store that closed recently here um, in Jersey that was having was having problems? So the the pickings are are kind of slim when you're looking for certain things, right? Uh, well. I could plug uh, my favorite homebrew shop. Go right uh, ahead. Love to Brew uh, has a fantastic selection. Um, 
you know, and if, if they don't have it, there's plenty of online real t re uh, retailers you can go to as well. Now, Pat, correct me if I'm wrong. You won, uh, was it Iron, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name now. See, this is what happens when you already had three sips of beer. <laughs> you start forgetting things. Um, you won a competition last year for home brewing, right? I, I did. I, I couldn't believe it. I won uh, another Pro-Am style competition at the Iron Hill uh, location was... in Maple Shade. And uh, what was the beer that you brewed there? I brewed a historic uh, brown stout porter from uh, the uh, 1800s, and uh, it, it was like 3%. Um, but we didn't wind up brewing that beer because they had a similar porter on tap. So um, we wound up brewing a Maybach, which came out unbelievable. That's I brought cool. some of that today as well. Very cool. Very cool. And, Mike, for you, like you said, it, you're kind of just... You, you know, you, you want to take on projects and you're messing around, but but sours are something that both you and your wife really love, right? Yeah. That's that's your that's kind of your wheelhouse. Yep. And how do you now? I know the laws are a little weird in New Jersey. So when you when you're giving your beers out to your friends, you just you have to give them away, right? There's no sale involved. You <laughs> can't do correct. any. That's illegal, correct? Yes. And. Uh, are your friends all into sour ales, or they're kind of like, "Hey, sure. man, make me a pilsner. I want something that tastes like Budweiser. Come on, dude." I'm converting them. Uh, good. All right. Good. <laughs> good that That's way. a good thing. I like, I like that. In fact, do you find the same problem? Yeah. I, you know, people are when you the first thing that people do when you tell them you're a home brewer is they ask you for some of your beer. Oh, of course. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> I mean, no problem getting rid of the beer. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so guys, all right. So so uh, Mike, you have the you have the trophy, the big trophy. Uh, Pat, you're going to be getting the little trophy. Uh, and I know next year when we do this, we want to kind of we're going to step it up a little bit, but we'll get into those details, uh, you know, down the road at some point. Um, the question I have for you guys, for Phil and Greg, um, what are we looking at in terms of a timetable to get Mike's beer uh, out for uh, for consumption? We're talking probably late September. Is that realistic? Early October? Yeah, I think we could definitely squeeze it in September. Okay. Um, We'll have to talk all fair about a date that maybe works for us all and make sure there's no, you know, unheard of thing that we can't source. But I think we should uh, be on top of it. Just a matter of finding the day and scheduling it in. I, I think the one cool thing, if if we can make it happen, because I know you're doing Mike's beer first, and we want to give it its due. It's the champion, and let's get those cans out there and you know have people try it. I think the cool thing would be when Pat's beer is brewed as well, like doing a dual kind of. Hey, both of their beers are on tap. You guys come out, taste, you know, uh, the beers that made it to the finals, and, you know, you can make your own comparison whether you like one beer or the other. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, we're going to try and make that happen because I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And generally, a Kolsch, uh, when you're brewing, it takes, a, it takes about how long to, uh, to brew? About four, about four to five weeks? Yeah, about that. You know, uh, time doesn't hurt it either. Right. And a sour, normally? Depending on the type of yeast. I mean, you can go from two, three weeks to longer, two right. years. And you, you, you specifically, when you were doing the sour, you wanted it to be a, a lower ABV to be more approachable, correct? Yes, absolutely. Right. Now, what was the first beer that you and your wife cracked? I saw the, I saw the stuff on Instagram, but she was so excited about having a sour again uh, because she had just <laughs> given birth and, you know, the whole thing. And it was just, you know, what, what was the sour that you guys cracked? Uh, pretty sure it was a Cantillon. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to look at her and ask her, but yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that you, that you guys are really into sour. It's very hard to find, you know, one person, much less two, that are just so into, no, I would sour, 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 sour. Was it, were you guys into other styles before and then it just... 
Yes, we're absolutely into other sours before, and then we started trying different sours. They're, they're more prevalent now. Um, and just kind of kicked off from there. Awesome. Awesome. So we're running out of time here. We've got under a minute left. I want to thank both you, Mike, both you, Patrick, for entering in the competition, for getting to the, to the finals here. Mike, congratulations on your win. This kettle sour is fantastic. Pat, your Kolsch, I mean, spot on. I mean, you, you heard the comments from both uh, Phil and Greg. Tremendous. Guys, Phil, Greg, Jeremy, awesome job by you guys. Love this. This was so much fun. Cannot wait to do it again next year. Cannot wait to try the beers again from Source next week. Beerbroadcast.com. Fridays they release the beer. You can also make an appointment to come down here and try the beers outside. That's it for us. That's a wrap. My name is Al Gattulo. This is the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. I'll be back tomorrow morning with Joe Piscopo at 6 a.m. Have a great night, everybody, and a great afternoon. Cheers, everybody.